You are listening to Made For This. This is Jenny Allen. And this week we are talking about empathetic versus apathetic. And in the tensions that we are facing today, this is such an important topic. In fact, I believe this podcast is for me and I'm going to teach it for myself and I hope it blesses you too. Let's go. So the big question that I want to answer on this episode, and it's a big question I'm asking myself, so I was actually excited to get to dig into this and and think through this and study this because I think we're all exhausted. I just think that's a universal feeling right now. You're probably listening to this whole season on being a healthier individual because you're in that place of unhealth. You're in that place of exhaustion, possibly burnout. And the, the big question I want to answer in this episode is this, how do we stay tender when we're fatigued and hurt and broken. (laughs) How do we do that? And when all that brokenness is around us, what does it look like to stay tender, to still care about people, to listen and have empathy rather than just check out? I think the tendency and desire and temptation to check out right now is at an all-time high as far as how many of us feel that way and how intense that feeling is. So we are not alone in that. You are not alone in that. I just listened to a podcast that John Eldridge did, we'll link to it, on desolation and just how desolation right now is what everyone's experiencing, just that there is an ache and a sense that, you know, almost like a death of things, just a death of the way things were and a death of how to move forward and an exhaustion that just covers everything we do that our brains don't even work the same, right? How many of you feel like there's a brain fog that you've had since quarantine where it just feels like it's really hard to, to get back to the pace and the fullness of thought that you used to have. You know, I forget things more than I've ever forgotten things. I was just yesterday I was walking through a tile store where remodeling something and I had to pick out tile and I, I mean I couldn't remember what I was even doing. Like I was just walking around going, wait, what am I supposed to be doing? And what decision do I need to make here to get out of here? It just it was just this wandering feeling that I was living in, in the tile, this gigantic tile store. And I I just think we're all in that place of, what am I supposed to be doing again? What, wh- where are we? What, what's the point? <laughs> you know? And so that, of course, what comes with that is apathy. At some point, your brain just is tired of thinking about it. Things that we didn't even used to have to think about. We just knew. We just innately knew what we were doing and innately knew where we were going and innately knew, oh, we need to take a shower now and and get dressed. And we didn't even think that hard about it. Now it just takes so much deliberation and so much intentionality to like get the shower, get dressed, go to work, work hard and know what we're doing. And, And I just think our capacities have shrunk. Our thought lives are cluttered and exhausted. And so apathy naturally creeps in in seasons like that. So I get it. I hate it. I want to know the fix. I want to know how we all just take a little pill and our brains work again. But I think this is part of the grief and the trauma that we've been through. And it's part of the healing. And it's going to take longer than, you know, a summer or even a year to to get to the other side of this thing. I hate how I feel like I'm being a doomsdayer here. I know some of you are like, no, we are going to listen to this podcast season and we're going to be all better. Jenny, that was the plan. Dang it. Sorry, guys. I don't know. I don't know. But I've learned you can't just stuff all that feeling. We can't avoid it. We can't just walk through these seasons without dealing with it. So here we go. Let's deal with it. 
what it looked like for me this summer is I hit a point where of exhaustion where I knew I wasn't caring about anything or anyone or you know God people it was it scared me because I I'm a pretty compassionate empathetic person and I moved to care for people pretty quickly like I I care I care that's why I do everything we do here we do this podcast because we care we actually love you and we want to prepare you and equip you for life and godliness and so bring you to Jesus so yeah I care <laughs> but I didn't this summer I I hit a point where I didn't care and it genuinely scared me and so some of you follow me on Instagram and and you walked through this with me you saw me I got off for a month I didn't tell anybody I was off a lot of you checked on me. You wondered where I went. I pre-recorded the podcast. And for six weeks, I went underground. I got off all socials. I turned off my email. I was with my family and friends. I traveled a little, but lots of time I was at home resting. And I didn't do anything. I Sabbathed for six weeks because I was scared of how burnout I felt. And I know not all of you can do that. That's not realistic. But I think it's important in this subject matter that we we just get really honest that we need some healing and that that healing is going to need to come for each of us in different ways based on the, our circumstances. I was blessed. My job is flexible enough that I could take six weeks off, but many of you can't do that. But maybe you could prioritize better rest and more intentional rest on the weekends. Never in a generation have we carried so much burden, right? We, we're hearing the problems and the troubles of the whole world right? The whole world at the same time. And no other generation has ever carried that. In fact, most people, as we'll talk about next season and find your people, most people were set in villages. They, they really only knew anywhere from 50 to 150 people in their entire lifetime. They never left that village or lived more than 20 miles from that village. And so the cares and the burdens, they never heard about the whole world's burdens. They were carrying the burdens of that community, that small community. It's a very different level of, of trauma, level of carrying burdens, right? We, we're carrying Afghanistan and we're carrying um, racial reconciliation and we're carrying, you know, unborn children and abortion and just these burdens that are, are big and we should be carrying these things, right? We, we should care about these things. And yet it's difficult. And so here's what I would say, how I'm dealing with this in a healthier way than I did prior Number one is limit your inputs. So read your news. I say this a lot. Read your news rather than watch it and set limits on your socials. We can't carry all the burdens of the whole wide world every minute of every day. So there's times to educate yourself and to help with a certain cause or issue that you you care about and, and you believe God's called you to help with. But we can't help with all of them and we can't know about all of them. Or our brains are going to just explode. In fact, that there's a rise in anxiety and depression. This is part of the reason why is we are caring so much. And so setting limits on how much our inputs are affecting us. Some of you sit there and scroll, watch the news, read the news, scroll on Instagram, Twitter all day, every day. I'm just going to tell you that is not going to equal healthy human. It's just not. There's no possible way that will equal health in your life. You've got to set some limits. Number two, identify the circles of real life people you are taking care of and they are taking care of you. Who is helping you? Who is in your life? Who are the burdens that you can carry and that you can help with? And know those people and they need to know who's helping you. One of our good friends right now, their son, who is one of Cooper's very best friends, is walking you through the most difficult health struggle right now, right? He is on the heart transplant list. The bottom fell out a few days ago, did not know he had a heart condition and now he is waiting for a heart transplant. I mean, it is 
heartbreaking. We are devastated over here about this. And yet I know she's one of my people. I'm taking her meals, right? Like I'm showing up. I'm keeping up with our precious friend and one of Cooper's best friends because those are our people. And so you got to know I can't take meals to everybody in town. I can't do that. But I know my circle. I know my 30 to 50 that if something happens to them, I'm there. We're going to be on that meal train and we're going to be taking care of them. Number three, educate yourself deeply and speak up and give and serve to one to two big issues in our day. And I know for some of you, it might be more, but I I think it's important that we each take our place in the kingdom of God and, and focus, right? So, you know, I have more than one or two because I lead a massive organization. We can help more than one or two, but mostly in my personal life, if I didn't lead that big organization, there would really be margin for me to read, learn, empathize, care about one or two big issues in the day. And I think it's important each of us kind of choose that. Number four, support and encourage those that are leading and working on other issues that we are facing. So look around, like there are lots of issues. Like one that I care about deeply is unborn children. It is something that I will speak about. It's not something that I always speak about, but it is something that I do speak about. But I am cheerleading those people that speak about that as their main issue, right? Like I'm so grateful for their lives. I thank them privately, often publicly as well. Thank you for doing the work of life, um, being pro-life. So supporting those who are called to speak on those things and to help with those issues that we do care about. Guys, it is complicated. We are living in a day where I don't have a manual to do the internet, the news, be compassionate, be a Christian have influence, steward it right, use the right amount of minutes for each issue or cause. I don't, I don't, I can't write a book about that, right? I am following the Holy Spirit. I'm asking the Lord, what do you want me to do today? What do you want me to do today? It's, it's surrender. It's back to last week. It's trusting. It's not grasping and trying to do it all. It's, it's resting and, and doing what he's called me to do, knowing that I have a limited capacity. I just do. I wish I didn't. I wish I was like God and I, I, had unlimited capacity, but, but I don't, I need to rest. Even Jesus had limited capacity. He didn't heal everyone that he passed. You know, there, there was limits to what he even could do because he was in human form. He experienced the limitations of human form. So we are learning from even him of, he didn't do it all. He didn't speak to it all. He didn't do it all. And so we learn to rest. We learn to limit and we get back our souls, right? We get back our souls so we can care. Because the truth is, if we care about everything, we'll care about nothing in the end because we'll be so burnt out. Let me answer a few questions that you all have about this. Okay. How do you decide what to care about? Man, I start with the Lord. I'm like, God, is this something you want me to care about? And I mean, lots of times scripture's like, yes, I want you to care about that. He talks about orphans and widows and caring for the poor and injustice. He, he talks about all of it, guys. So you're going to read your Bible and you're going to be like, I need to care about it all. And we do. We need to care about it all, but we can't tackle it all. We can't speak to it all. We can't be educated on it all. So what are the things that really stir your heart? Where are your passions and your gifts? And that's where you start to lean in and go, okay, this is the thing I think I could help the most with. I've watched my incredible sister-in-law who loves God so much. She's so missional wrestle with this question. She's been in the midst of just raising her kids and and now she's got a little more margin and she's going, okay, God, I'm ready to kind of narrow. I, I've cared about a lot of things and she's, I mean, the girl has done a lot even in these years of raising her kids and, and juggling a lot. And yet now she's kind of getting to a season where they're all in school and, and a couple of them are getting near the end of high school and and she's thinking, okay, what's next? And, and what am I going to care about? And what I've seen her do is just explore. 
go be around lots of different things. So when when it came time for her to really narrow, she she had done all kinds of things. She had led Bible studies. She had served and volunteered with different ministries. She had consulted and helped different ministries within her church and parachurch ministries. She is so connected all over. And, and yet she knew, okay, what I'm really good at, because I've tried lots of things in these years, I know what I'm good at. And this is what I want to go do. Now, I won't announce what she's going to go do. I'll let her talk about that one day. But she knew this is the thing I'm good at. This is what I'm best at. This is what I can help the most with. This is what excites me. This is what moves my heart. So that's kind of what it looks like is if you don't know what to do, go start volunteering, caring, ministering alongside of people in lots of different situations. And all of a sudden, one will pop and you'll be like, this is it. This is the one that moves my heart. And another question is, I often take on too much burden of the people and the world around me and it can paralyze me. What should I do? Well, the first thing you've got to do is trust the body of Christ. There was a reason that in Corinthians, Paul talks about there are eyes and ears and noses and hands and different parts of the body and and together we accomplish the will of God, right? We None of us can be the whole body. We aren't. And so Christ is the head and we play multiple parts to serve God. So rest in that part, right? Rest in the being part of a people that love God and together are being led by Christ in obedience and surrender. And so there's a place of just, you know what? I'm not that big a deal. I don't need to put on the burdens of the world. I don't need to fix it all. I need to just do my little part and help other people do their theirs. I've seen that with our local church in the city. It is unbelievable all of the things our local church accomplishes just because when someone has a burden and a passion, the church supports it, can send volunteers to help that person as they build their passion and dream. And then before long, it might become part of a ministry at our church. And you've seen all kinds of ministries happen that if they had just depended on the staff to accomplish it, it never would have happened. But they trusted lay people with the spirit inside of them and gifts to build different things that serve the fullness of the needs in our city. And then I've seen it with If Gathering. I've seen all of you love your people and your places and and use your gifts. And it's just, it is this giant, beautiful group project. So rest in your little part, right? Don't try to do it all. Look around and go, what is God already doing? And how can I lean into that and play a part, a contribution? It helps us not get big heads. It helps us realize we're just a part of a bigger story. I feel that way at If Gathering every day. I cannot tell you how beautiful and amazing our team is our staff, but also the team of leaders around the world. We have coaches, we have regional directors, we have donors that have funded the ministry, we have local leaders in their places that have gathered people. I mean, If Gathering is my most fun project because it's a lot of what I give my life to, but it's happening all over the world as well. So it's beautiful to see so many women say, yes, I wanna lead in my place and and God take those yeses and reach the world. And so I think you take your little spot And you do your thing that God's put on your heart to do and and look around and see, pull in people to help and trust that God can mobilize a little army around you to meet the need, that you don't have to carry it alone. You guys, this podcast is truly one of my very favorite ways to connect with you. And we are trying to find creative ways that we can hear back from you because sometimes it feels like we're just speaking into the air out there and we know you're really out there. There's so many of you listening and really have been with us since the very beginning. So we want to hear from you. So we've set up a new text message system where we can talk to you, where we can tell you things, what's going on. We can send you free guides that we're building and tools that complement the podcast. 
If you signed up for our text before this, this is a new system, so you're going to need to sign up again. Text the word podcast to 214-225-6267. One of the reasons I like this system is I'm going to be able to text you back. Now, not all the time, guys. I lead a crazy life with all my kiddos and, and work, but every once in a while, I'm going to get on there and reply. So send me messages. I would love to hear what this podcast has meant to you and just where you're from and who you are. So text the word podcast to 214-225-6267.